Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last plot holes and gratuitous movies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven What happens when former Beatle George Harrison brings together John Cleese, Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, Catherine Hellman, Michael Palin Six little people, one little boy, two living gargoyles, a giant, and over Napoleon, Robin Hood, a supreme being, an incarnation of evil, 12 cowboys, 6 flying cowheads, and a device for tripping through time? Answer, Time Bandits. Rated PG. Thank you very much. Thank you very, 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 very much. The fantasy begins Friday, November 6th at a theater near you. Rated PG. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from Movies. And tonight! Oh, tonight. Uh, we continue the shortest month. <laughs> with, with the shortest trailer. Yeah, right. With 1981's Time Bandits. I fucking love this movie, Steve. I don't believe I had seen this movie before. I love this movie. Uh, but yes, being the shortest month, uh, this stars David Rappaport. Who's he, Steve? Well, he's a little person. Uh, you may remember him from our full-length commentary a few months ago for <gasps> The Bride. Yeah! Uh, he was also in a bunch of British TV series, this. Uh, he was also in, like, Mr. Belvedere and L.A. Law. And he was the voice of Mal on Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Oh, shit! <laughs> right? By the way, he's a phenomenal actor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's great. I will watch anything he's in. The tiny thespian. He's the, the Peter Dinklage of his day. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he gets the credit that's due. Yeah. And then also starring Kenny Baker as Fidget. Yeah. Uh, you may know him as R2-D2 in both <laughs> of the Star Wars trilogies. Yeah. Uh, as well as like Flash Gordon, Elephant Man, Amadeus, Labyrinth, and of course, another movie coming up later this <gasps> month, Willow. <gasps> Yeah! But first! But first! I'm a little parched, babe. What we got we to drink? We are far too sober for this. Ooh, what do you got there? So, in honor of the shortest month, we have from Rare Barrel, Ooh. Small Axe. Mmm, okay. Small Axe. But not, not a, like a, t- not a hatchet. <laughs> like a hatchet, yeah. <laughs> but like... A, like a A-C-T-S? Like yes. Axe in a Play? It's a grisette aged in oak barrels. What's a grisette, Izzy? I have no idea. Small axe nurtured growth and exploration. The single batch grisette aged in oak barrels is a seedling of our development, budding with notes of pear and honeydew alongside accents of freshly cut grass and crackery grain. You know, you you haven't even popped the cap on that thing, and I can already smell the pretentious hops. You know, I'm on a non-flutin' diet, Steve. I'm not sure I'm allowed to drink this. You know what? Let's try it out. 
Small Axe showcases oh. the coexistence of saison, mixed culture yeast expression in a simpler grain bill. Let's see. Celery at 55 degrees. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi, Pickles. Pickles is typing his memoir. 4.2% alcohol by volume. I'm not going to lie. I feel a little bit robbed. A rare Barrel usually has fairly uh, high gravity beers. Yeah. Also, a little shout out to the San Francisco Homebrewers Guild. We won this. Steve yeah. won this. Every single raffle, Steve raffle, wins raffle. the most expensive things. It's great. And my top. I'm going to pop my top. Oh. My top. Yeah. Ooh. It smells a little funky. Well, yeah, it's a sour beer, babe. It's a sour saison. Yeah. <laughs> Were you expecting it to smell like roses? All right. Oh, this is a very clear beer. Not gonna lie, the beer I drink the most at Rare Barrel is uh, hibiscus. So. Oh, that was red? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you want to hand me your cup so I can do your pour, too? Uh, sure. Why not? Or he's going to drink it straight from the bottle. It is. Was that empty? Oh, probably not. Hold on. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I sincerely doubt it. <laughs> Do you want to finish that? Or yeah, we'll try. It's not bad. Okay. Well, what does yours taste like, babe? <laughs> Blending sours isn't usually a terrible idea. Yeah, well, let's see. So this would have been a blend of... Uh, the Brewed IPA. Uh, oh, yeah, a Brewed IPA and a Grisette. Yeah. That's actually not too bad. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go in for the sip since Steve's tainted his. Oh, that's very nice. It is tart. It's not too tart. Here, want to try mine? That's, uh, yeah. Got a lot of berry. It's not as funky as it smells. It's got a white head that dis dissipates very quickly. Not unusual for sour beers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not too acidic. It's uh, very... Yeah, it's actually just like a, like a table saison. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a, it's a little tarter than that, but yeah, it's, yeah, got, but... it's very lemon... It's in the lemonade flavor. Yeah, profile. that's going to taste different. Just a heads up. <clears throat> that's not bad at all, though. Yeah, right? Yeah. Let's see, this, uh, this mixture one is uh, almost entirely <laughs> like a table saison. Like, it's kind of a... There, it's it's really not too profile. sour. It's uh, with the brood IPA. It's got a little bit of extra hops that uh, overcomes the sweetness mm. and the, or I guess mm. the the lemony kind of taste of uh, the small axe. Actually, not a bad mix. Good job, Steve. What about your stomach later? Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> ah, a little mix of weird things, much like this movie. <laughs> this movie is batshit crazy. Well, that's probably because it's from director Terry Gilliam. Who's that, Steve? Oh, well, you may know Terry Gilliam um, and his writing partner, Michael Palin. They wrote a lot of, like, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, they won an Academy Award for Best Picture with Brazil. Yeah. Uh, Baron Munchausen, Fisher Love King. Love Baron Mush Munchausen. Yeah. Uh, so Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Great time travel movie there. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, The Brothers Grimm, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, uh, Zero Theorem, I haven't seen that one yet, and The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Has that come out yet? I hope it has. I'm going to have to look that up. That's that one that The Man Who Killed Don Quixote has been working on for like 25 years since Johnny Depp had done like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. But he kept uh, running out of money or whatever and ended up doing it with... Uh, Kylo Ren. <laughs> but yeah. 
So, Terry Gilliam. Babe. Steve. How does this movie start? Oh, well, this movie starts with a, uh, a very British family. And a young boy, they're watching Your Money or Your Life, the yeah. newest hot game show, yeah. while mom complains that all of the machinery that she owns in the kitchen is so old and how her friend has all new stuff, and it's so much better than anything they could possibly have. Very keeping up with the Joneses. Is. Yeah. And the kid is bored out of his mind, so he wants to go play in his room. Indeed, after playing with his uh, little Greek warrior characters uh. and stuff in the front room. So yeah, he goes in his room, plays for a little bit, starts dozing off. He oh. sleeps in a shirt with buttons, Steve. Yeah, that, I don't know. I, I never understood that. Message us if you sleep in a shirt with buttons, and how do you do it? How do you, A, not rip the buttons off, B, not strangle yourself with that shirt? <laughs> I feel like I would end up with that shirt around my neck and I would choke myself out in my sleep. Possibly, I guess. <laughs> I've almost choked myself out with my own blanket. Just because it has buttons on it? Well, because fabric <laughs> with buttons doesn't stretch usually. Well, okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Much uh, easier oh, to choke yourself out on. Wait, did you hear that? <gasps> there was a noise in the closet. Is something trying to come out of that closet? Oh, shit, it's a warrior! Oh, Jesus Christ, it's a fucking horse! <laughs> oh, my God! Oh. The Black Knight is trying ah. to kill me through my closet! Wait, nope, never mind. He just woke up. It was all a dream. Ah, 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 ah. Okay. But the next night... Oh, the next night he's gonna he's gonna see if it's real. That's right. So he goes to bed early, mm-hmm. and oh, oh, there's a little. Oh, I'm gonna go see. He's got his camera ready. He's got his travel bag packed. Kid's ready for action. Yep. It's a young British Indiana Jones. <laughs> there's a little rapping at the closet. <gasps> a little scaring, <gasps> and little voices, <laughs> and little people. <laughs> Turns out it was rats the whole time. Oh my god, is the house is infested. Who's the rats in the front room typing up their memoirs? No, wait. Mario, get no. off. That. Wait, that's Type not our room. house. <laughs> Steve, there's a rapping on the bedroom closet door, and then the rats pop out. <laughs> oh my god, it's like Bram Stoker's Dracula all over again. No. Ah! Don't let them and escape. And then Steve burns the house to the ground. That's no, right. Steve, that's where our pet rats are. Never oh, no, they all left. I don't care. <laughs> Fire cleanses <Fire>, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but back in this movie, um, <laughs> uh, it's actually uh, six little people coming out and basically yeah. stealing his shit. In the greatest outfits ever. <laughs> they have the best outfits Lo- in this. Lots of layers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin's the kid's name, right? Yes, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin uh, turns on his flashlight. Hey, what are you doing here? And then instantly responded with by a little person firing off a machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> the important thing is his parents don't wake up. Apparently, Jesus. But yeah, so uh, they're like, oh, we mean you no harm. Get him! Ah, they start jumping on him and... Um, <laughs> Gosh, yeah, they're like, ah, tell tell us where the treasure is or something. And he's like, well, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, do they want to know where the portal is? Oh, the portal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That's right, the portal. And then all of a sudden a giant floating head shows up out of nowhere and sounds like Tony J. <laughs> and he's like, give back what you have stolen. Oh, shit, scram! And they start running into a wall yeah. and pushing it back into oblivion. I've never done that before. <laughs> And then they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing until it goes into absolutely nothing. And they just fall and fall and fall and land on a farm. 
This movie is fucking nuts, everybody. If you, if you haven't seen it, you may want to consider doing it. Spoiler Between alert. this and Baron Munchausen, like, any kids who didn't watch this as a kid, I'm really sorry, because this so, like, expanded my childhood to, like, realms of crazy shit. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know how much fun this game is to play in the backyard? <laughs> I bet, yeah. Go through a portal, <laughs> go to a different time. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, 1796, the <gasps> Battle of Castiglione. Is, was this your favorite time period in the movie? You know what? Yeah, probably. Because you really, really dug, spoiler alert, oh, Napoleon. Yes, yes. When <laughs> when we meet Napoleon shortly after, played by Ian Holm, I was like, holy shit, I'm in. I'm so fucking Steve in. Steve was very much like, I, I don't know about this movie, babe. You keep saying this is a good movie. I think you're wrong. And then he was like, sold. <laughs> like, uh, Napoleon's <laughs> laughing and it hasn't shown his face yet. And I'm like, that kind of sounds like Ian Holm. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I like the little puppets. Yeah. Bring me more of the little puppets. <laughs> uh, but sir, they would like I to negotiate. I want to see little things hitting each other. But sir, we have the people of Castiglione. They'd like to negotiate. I do not care right now. They can suffer all they want. I want to see the little puppets hitting each other. We, we could watch the puppets after signing little the Little puppets right now. You know what? You, out of a job. Uh-huh. Give me your pants right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the puppeteer gets shot. The uh, Oh, yes, yes. Uh, they're scrambling to try and find more entertainment for a very bored Napoleon. <laughs> Enter... A troop of dancing little people yeah. who immediately start fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> ah, these people, they are hilarious. I will make you generals. You are all generals. Give them your uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, I really liked when Napoleon invited him to dinner and got yeah. drunk and started saying, <laughs> I was talking about the smallest people. <laughs> yeah. Alexander the Great. Five foot tall. One inch shorter than I am. <laughs> Charlemagne. Maybe four foot ten. I am taller than all of them. <laughs> My kingdom is bigger than all of them. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, Nappy takes a nap. Yeah. And uh, basically the dwarves just start ganking his shit. <laughs> Quick, oh, fetch that rug of there and we'll throw all the gold on it and just here, walk out I'll of here. I'll get his rings while yeah. you get his chalices. <laughs> Let's take his boots for Ooh, good measure. Is that a tapestry? <laughs> By the way, they were efficient, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've done this before. (laughs) So one of them puts on Napoleon's hat, steps outside. All the guards apparently don't know the difference between Napoleon and a small person. And he goes, about face! They all turn their backs to him as they sneak away to go jump down their time portal. But then they hear the rattling of, I don't know, gold-plated silverware in a tapestry. Oh, what's going on here? Get them! The one who had to give up his uniform. Yeah. The general had to give up his yeah, the, uniform. The one standing in his onesie. Yeah. <laughs> Shivering. <laughs> Get them! And they go through the portal just in the nick of time. Yeah! And, then... and they come crashing down in a forest. Yes, but oh. <laughs> more specifically, we were introduced to Sir Vincent and Miss Pansy. Oh my god. They're like the best, right? Yeah, played by uh, Michael Palin and uh, the chick, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. <laughs> I fucking love every time Vincent? I come on screen. Oh, Vincent. <laughs> yes, my darling. Have you cleared up that thing? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we can finally be married? Oh, yes, yes. In fact, Miss Pansy. I Wait, what about your father? Is this thing cleared up too? Oh, yes, yes, of course, of course, yes. yes. Oh, oh, Vincent. Oh, Miss Pansy. 
Oh, Vincent. Would you do me the honor of... What the yes, fuck is that? Ah, little people! <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys think we're being crude or over, like, over-dramatizing over that scene, I think we didn't even do it justice. Yeah, right. We, we may have dialed it down too notches. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it rolls the carriage... Uh, the guy with the horses just kept fucking going, and I was like, what a dick. <laughs> Pretty sure he was just like, oh, shit, you know what? Time to go. <laughs> I don't need this paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> I was just told to get back to town with the horses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, around this time that uh, Randall, the main little person played by uh, David Rappaport, he's like giving all the exposition mm-hmm. about the map that he has and like, oh yeah, it leads to all these portals that go through time and space. So we helped the great creator create the universe, yeah. but we did a rush job on it because we only had seven days. So there's all kinds of holes we're always having to go in and fix. Yep. And we just got demoted from our jobs because somebody, was it, uh, was, was it Vermin? One of them. Yeah. Created yeah. a tree that smelled like farts, was 700 <laughs> feet tall and bright red. And I'm like, oh, Vermin is Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there you go. What do you want now? <laughs> and so they enough. got demoted. Yeah. So they got a hold of the, the map of all the universal holes. And uh, they decided they're just going to steal everything instead. And they got to stay one step ahead of the great creator. Yeah, who's the, the floating head. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so they're walking through the forest. First, I hear, it's, they go over there because they hear Pansy screaming. Oh, yeah, that's right. Somebody yeah. help us. Yeah, Vincent and Pansy are tied to a tree and getting robbed by uh, a couple bad guys, like four or five guys in the woods. And everybody decides they got to meet these master thieves. Yep. So they follow them. So they follow behind them, get snagged up in some traps. Oh no! And then they come over in thick Irish accents. They're like, I'll take you back with us, boy. We're the meanest thieves that ever lived. Yep. So they take them back to their thieve village. Introduced yeah. to their leader. They're in spitting contests. They're sharpening knives oh God. on the backs of dogs. The arm wrestling the and arm. the guy's arm gets ripped off and thrown in a pile. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, these are the meanest, nastiest, dirtiest, grossest thieves you've ever met. So it's going to take them to the leader. It must be the most cutthroat, vicious man of all. My God. It's John Cleese as Robin Hood? <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> So you're a mean, nasty criminal, are you? Well, yes, sir. Yes, we are. The meanest, nastiest who ever lived, huh? Yeah, well, we like to think so. We don't like to brag. I mean, these are what we took from Napoleon. Oh, oh, very nice. How mm-hmm. long have you been at this? Yeah, a few days. Oh, you don't remember the joke? How oh. long have you been at this? About four foot one, sir. Oh, that's right. <laughs> About four foot one, sir. Well, that's an awfully long time, four foot one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh look at all this gold you brought this will be great to give back to the people uh, you know you're all doing a very uh, good I say, job what? No, no, no. i'm gonna give this all back to the people no you misunderstand you did a wonderful sir. job yes no. yes you're so wonderful no, yeah, gentlemen see, help help us divide this up amongst but, the widows and orphans what, no. they're gonna be able to get new teeth now oh it's my gold and then handing it out to the poor like John Cleese will hand him a gold goblet and then like his main bad he'll like punch him in the face and then the next person gets another goblet a punch in the face oh that's a wonderful platter <laughs> would, would you take a punch in the face to get a gold platter Steve? I mean 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah see? I mean, They're know. grateful for it. Yeah. It's what keeps them humble, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that truly necessary? Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, carry on, then. It's so, <laughs> it's so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, And then this is where we're introduced to the evil one. <gasps> the, the incarnation evil. of evil. And I don't know what's on his head, but it looked like a fucking facehugger. It does. It looks like he's got a facehugger like, attached to the back like, of his head. Yeah, like a hat almost. And it goes, yeah. Yeah, the evil one. And his assistants are very gooey. They really are. <laughs> Everything in the evil domain was quite moist. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, I love how the evil one just like, someone would say something like, that, that was kind of a dumb idea. Why don't you go stand over there? <laughs> <laughs> just blowing people the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm like. Does does he have like thousands of those guys around, or just, just like those six? Them. Oh, okay. Of course, yeah. then again, we don't see any more than those six. Like yeah. he just gets down to like three. Yeah, yeah. Towards <laughs> the end, it's like just him. It's like oh, I'll make some more later. He started with legions of millions, yeah. and then after these ten thousand years, he's down to six. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I saw one part. What was it like? like Stanley, I have to turn you into a dog now. Oh, that's not yet. That's okay. so. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and apparently his plan is to uh, basically it's like overthrow the supreme being and become like the supreme being himself, but yeah. based in, in technology, Greek... like with computers and no, all right, toasters so, so and he's shit. evil. The supreme <laughs> being has trapped him in this, excuse me, in uh in this temple of evil that he can't escape. He needs the time hole map so that he can escape it, so he can overthrow the supreme being, so that he can recreate the world in his own image. <laughs> oh, we spent so much time making flora and fauna. I'd be like, lasers, 8 a.m., day one. <laughs> like, I can kind of see where the evil ones come from. <laughs> I really enjoyed the, like, now tell me about this telemarketing. <laughs> yeah, this, this telephonic numerator of yours sounds purely evil. Yeah, so it automatically dials people and it bothers them in the middle of the dinners. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the one scene where he uh, takes mind control over one of the little people. I think it was Fidget or something. And he's like, I have an idea. <laughs> who said that? <laughs> yeah, who said that? I did. Perhaps we could go get the most inc- most valuable item in the world. You missed one of the other good jokes. Like, I have an idea. Who said that? I did. You haven't had one of those in a millennia. <laughs> <laughs> The dialogue in this is really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then the floating head of the Supreme One returns, and so they got a scram. Give me my mouth. <laughs> oh, shit, scram. <laughs> ah, but there's two doors. Well, then, don't go in there. Yeah, they say, like, yeah, don't go in any of them. One, take whichever one, but pick the right one. So the kid jumps into one. No, that's not, <laughs> that's that's not the one. He's already through it, though. <laughs> and then Kevin falls. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so... Okay, it so, so Kevin goes to a hole. Yeah, it cuts to a desert, middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and you see a Spartan Versus fighting a, a Minotaur. Minotaur. Yeah. <laughs> and then that fight rages on for a couple of minutes, and then just when the Spartan's about to be killed, Kevin falls from the <laughs> sky on top of the Spartan in a shield. He, he lands on the Minotaur, because that's what knocks the Minotaur over. Oh, I thought it just, like, distracted him or something. No, he landed on top of the Minotaur, and then that led the Spartan to jump up and Oh, and it gets up and stabs him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so Kevin takes out the Minotaur, and the Spartan guy takes credit. 
and he's he thanks him and asks his name and oh that voice sounds familiar where have i heard that before steve do you know who this is not a fucking clue no no it sounds then he removes his mask and... holy shit it's zardoz <laughs> Wearing slightly more clothes than yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sean Connery as Agamemnon. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, out of gratitude, eventually uh, Agamemnon takes Kevin back to town with him. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin's going to stay there because he's like, I got to wait for my friends. By the way, as Agamemnon's cutting the head off the Minotaur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, you're going to stay out here and die because there's more of his friends will probably show up. Oh, or, maybe I should come with you. Yeah. <laughs> so they return as conquering heroes to an a absolutely beautiful city with gorgeous women and beautiful horses. And they're throwing flowers at the returning heroes. And there's a feast and everything is wonderful. And Kevin decides he never wants to leave. He doesn't want to live with his awful parents. He doesn't want to be a thief anymore. He just, you know, wants to live with Agamemnon. Yeah. Nice and content. They have a nice little feast. There's the dancers and everything. Oh, and then there's these African dancers that show up. These cool little outfits. And then, oh, they split in half. Oh, my (gasps) God. They're so little. Wait a minute. I know who this is. (laughs) Ah, it's the little people. They've come back to get them. It's the time bandits. And so they grab Kevin, even though he's like, no, no, I want to stay here. But yeah, basically they grab Kevin and then disappear behind a rug. And yeah, and then they're gone. <laughs> and we leave that scene with everybody clapping. Everybody clapping and waiting for a second. It's like, how long do you think they wait until it's like, I don't know. I think they were actually gone, gone. <laughs> Three weeks later, King Agamemnon still awaits his crown. <laughs> <laughs> the feast continues. <laughs> And then we're transported to the North Atlantic. I'd say 1912-ish. Yeah. Aboard a large ship. And we cut to Pansy and Vincent again. Oh, yes, my darling. Oh, Vincent. (laughs) So, that thing on your nose. Yes, what of it? Do you you think you could love a man who has this thing upon his nose? Oh, I barely notice it. Except for all the time. Oh. Well, in that case, Miss Pansy. Oh, Vincent. Would you do me the honor oh, Vincent. of becoming my oh, What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's raining widgets again. I would have been okay if Pansy and Vincent were in every single time period. <laughs> if they were fighting the Minotaur, you'd have been okay with it? No. No, no, no. Just like, uh, I don't know. They're, they're just like in the background oh, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're aboard the Titanic. And they have, like, you know, jewels and stuff. So they set themselves up pretty well. Yeah. Uh, apparently there's a tailor there yeah. on the ship. Everybody gets some tuxedos. Makes some suits. Oops, sorry. They have bottomless champagne and caviar. Kevin doesn't want to be a thief anymore. Oh, and so yeah, he's yeah. really mad with, uh, what's the leader's name? Randall. Randall. He's very mad with Randall. And Randall's like, but we're about to get hit the biggest score of them all. We're going to get the, 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 the thing of unbelievable wealth. That's See, right. From the Fortress of Ultimate Darkness. No, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of this. My parents suck. You suck. Everyone sucks. I want to go back to Agamemnon. But no. Uh, and so they're they're just cruising along. And then all of a sudden, 
Oh, iceberg! Ah, we're sinking! It's, it, and it's not like the movie Titanic. This thing sinks in like 12 seconds. <laughs> and, and they're floating on a little, little uh, the, you know, some floating Broken wood pieces or, or whatever. Yeah. Like reading the map and they're like, yeah, the portal will appear. You just gotta believe. And blah, 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 blah. There's no such time as the time beyond time or whatever that they're trying to get to. Yeah, uh, the time of legends. Time of legends. Yeah. The uh, so the evil one, like he, I don't know, he has this little goblet, or you, you he's know, a viewing pool. The viewing pool. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can just kind of see them, and he's he like has doing a couple viewing tricks. pool. Yeah. <laughs> so he does a little magic thing and basically transport them to the time of legends. Yeah. And. They end up in a sea oh, God, they where they're up picked the up by an ogre. Yes, an, an ogre named Winston. Oh, poor Winston. He's got a cold. He threw his back out. He's got bunions. But it, luckily his wife is there to take care of him. Yeah, she's a very doting wife. Yeah. I, by the way, I love the kitchen with all the arms and the feet hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like grinding them up. <laughs> yeah, basically catches them up in a fishing net, brings them aboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're gonna cook it. Cook all. They're gonna cook everybody up. But first, the uh, the little people and Kevin decide they can fix his back for him. Oh, could you? That'd be great. Yeah. So they're stretching him out, and he uh, feels better uh, than he's felt in years. Uh, and the wife, you've got them boiling yet? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, basically, like all seven of them have a hold. And they start giving him the old hee-ho right off the side yeah. of the boat. It's just part of the therapy. I feel great. <laughs> Wife comes running up. What's going on? What? Why are you in the water? Boomp. Knock her right overboard. <laughs> <laughs> he feels so good he could roar. And blows the ship right away. <laughs> right. Catches the sail and off they go. Now they have a boat. Yeah. With the flippy floppies. What does that boat smell like, Steve? Oh, funk. That boat smells funky, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they go, they fly or float around for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we realize the boat that they're on is actually a hat. <gasps> well, because it starts shaking. Something's happening. Everybody gets down below deck. And we realize their boat is the hat for a giant. A giant who's been taking him across the seas, apparently. Yeah! And he gets up. And as he's coming up out of the water, we see a little a little hut <laughs> with true. some creatures talking. And there's a baby crying, and mom and dad are obviously fighting, and it is not a peaceful. <laughs> Squish. <laughs> Hashtag child murder. <laughs> you didn't think there'd be child murder in this movie, did you? No more screaming a- baby. No more anything. It is silence on that beach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but the so they decide they have to put the monster to sleep. So they find uh, the witch's the the ogre's wife's uh, sleeping potion, yep. and they inject it right in the top of his skull, directly into his brain. I assume. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, <laughs> so the giant goes nappy poo. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they sets start... the hat down very. Gently, yeah, very gently. You must really You're like kind that. Kind of expect hat. him just fall over, yeah, fall over and like rolls and crumbles. But and all no, that. no, no, he he sits down, takes the hat off, goes to take a nappy toot, nappy pie, <laughs> a nappy toot, a nappy toot, <laughs> nappy pie, <laughs> yeah, nappy that... poo. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, same nappy thing. Poo. Nappy poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what have I done? No. 
Uh, but the uh, the group then starts crossing the desert, following the map, mm-hmm. and then walks smack into an invisible wall. <gasps> and then they all start fighting. Yeah. How did you get me into this? I'm just following the map. You map it with bullshit. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'll and kill you. Rand- Randall grabs a nearby skull, because there's skulls all around yeah. in this desert, and hucks it at him, but he's just a bit outside and shatters the invisible wall. Oh! shit to reveal the fortress of ultimate darkness (laughs) that's right (laughs) how would that be like uh, someone walks up to our house that makes that noise we can make this happen so yeah they go into the fortress but of course they also know that they're on their way because they invited them kind of a thing yeah the evil guys know that the little people and kevin are on the way with the map the map the map the map map. (laughs) Uh, so they show up Basically, at the set of a game show maze. <laughs> it's what, what was it called? Uh, oh, your money or your, your money life. Or your life. Yeah. Kevin's parents are waiting at the end. That's how he knows it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, they would never be here. Fuck them. <laughs> it's a ruse, I tell you. <laughs> if they're involved, this must be moronic. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, but they get caught up, and uh, they're put in a cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, cage is just basically over nothingness. Like, yeah. But, the the bottomless pit. Yeah. And so they got to figure out how to get out of there. Uh, but first, there's a rat that comes and says Little howdy. Little ratty muffins! And, and then Vermin eats it. Yeah, I'm going to say. <laughs> he offers to share. But uh, so they decide, uh, they try to figure out a way that they can get out of there. So they go, they're able to, one of them's able to, what, like squeeze through or whatever and get to the mm-hmm. top rope holding the yep. cage over and this bottomless so pit. And so he cuts pieces off the top rope because <laughs> it's a big, huge, thick, it's like as big around as one of their torsos. Yeah. And so he cuts a bunch of chunks off till it's just hanging by a thread. <laughs> yeah, and with those little chunks, they're able to make a long rope that they're mm-hmm. using to like swing from one cage to the next cage over that's yep. like... I don't know, 30, 40 yards away. And then like from that. there, they use that to swing to the edge of the wall. Yeah. But with the last one, Wally, he's hanging on. And the ca- the, the top rope that got whittled down snaps. <gasps> no! And the cage falls. And Wally falls with it. No! no! Not Wally! No! Oh. Pull the rope. Pull the rope. Pull the rope. Oh, hey. Wally's fine. Hey. Spoiler. Incredibly agile. So then from there, Evil's got the map. But they got to steal the map back to get out of there and save everybody. Because yeah. if Evil has the map, then Evil wins. But Kevin's got a pic. He, he's been taking pictures all along the way. He also has a picture of the map. Oh, that's true. So he knows how to get around a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, so they sneak in and they grab the map. Mm-hmm. But then they make noise so he knows they're there. And those... Those fucking monsters that are like the cow skulls and oh, like the Oh, yeah, hooks. they have to make them. Oh, we missed the part where he turned the, the where Ultimate Evil turns his uh, minion into a dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> to guard the map. And oh, yeah, that's right. Dog. That's right. And the dog gets distracted because he's I'm sorry, a dog. Stanley. I'm going to have to turn you into a dog for a while. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> roof, roof, roof. But yeah, so they grab the map, they run off. Uh, Somebody says something along the lines like, you can't stop us. And Evil's like, yes, I can. They go like, who, you and what army? And then Evil's like, this army. And And yeah, it's like cow skulls with like scythes for arms. They're fucking scary and great. Yeah. And apparently they also have fireball eyes. They have fireball eyes. Which which I'm like, okay, just fucking surrender. You guys are fucked. (laughs) Steve, Halloween costume. It's like, oh no, sharks with laser beams. (laughs) Right. Laser sharks. (laughs) 
yeah. sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their head. But yeah, eventually they get them all surrounded. And mm-hmm. just to show that he's evil, evil decides to just blow everybody the fuck up just to show yep. him he can. Pretty much. <laughs> and then it's just him and... The- oh, he blo- no, he blows them all up because uh, Kevin's got the map. And Kevin says, uh, call off those cow things or I'm going to burn the map. He has one of the oh, judges. Oh, yeah, that's right. And evil's like, fine, I'll call everyone off. Blows all his minions up. They blow a dog up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Poor Stanley. He, he was an evil dog. Yeah. But yeah, so he blows everyone up. And he's like, alright, now it's time to blow you up. Because I'm going to get mm-hmm. that map. And then, oh, there's oh. a noise. What is that? What is that Something noise? coming out. Oh, shit, there's a tank coming out of that wall. Oh, no, oh, because all the little people scatter. and But they've looked at Kevin's picture of the map, so they know where all the time portals are. Because there's a bunch oh, of time was portals. Oh, was it just Kevin that was left? Uh, Kevin and um, one of them got turned into a pig. Oh, that's right. Yeah, one of the... One of the like... It was Kevin and the pig. Okay, so it was just the two of them. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. Okay, so yeah, so the other ones went back through some portals, mm-hmm. but they come back with tanks, and yeah. knights, and yeah. Spartans, yeah. and some sort of space shuttle with laser beams, yeah. and cowboys, and <laughs> all kinds of shit, and people's just looking around like, what the fuck is going on? And then the uh, cowboys are the first to attack, and they lasso him and start spinning around and hooting and hollering, but then... Uh, Evil starts spinning, yeah. and the cowboy starts spinning with them. <laughs> He's going really fast, <laughs> and then this thing kind of creeped me out. Where I don't know a, a pole, a pole or something yeah. comes out of the top of his head, he and it's got a knife a on top now, of it. So no, it becomes a carousel pole. Okay, but then yeah, a knife drops down out of it, cuts all the ropes, and flings all the cowboys outside <laughs> the, over the walls of the castle. <laughs> yeah, weird shit. Uh, but then, all right, archers, shoot at him. And so the archers take aim, and Evil turns into a giant pincushion yeah. and catches all the arrows. But then he starts blowing back and firing the arrows back at him. The good old pincushion defense. <laughs> oh, that's right. And then there's like the gas 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 grenades or something they're fired at him, or um, something. something. Oh, he fires gra- gas grenades. At the oh, night, the oh, that's right. Charge. The knights are charging at him, and yeah, he drops like mustard gas or something, and, and it get like he makes a um, a sculpture out of their bodies, yeah. and it's kind of dark. <laughs> yeah, it's very Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then, then it's uh, that's when the tank comes in. Oh, the tank and the and the la- the the laser rocket. Yeah, are shooting, and basically he just deflects it back at all of them, and then he spins the laser rocket out of control. Everybody huddles behind the tank. Yeah, and then. Excuse me, it, with everything firing around, one of the pillars of the Great Tower falls down. Oh no. And it crushes. Fidget! No! no! You killed Fidget, you son of a bitch! I'll kill you! He's dead! Yeah, what, uh, Wally gets pissed. Wally is pissed. So yeah, Wally gets pissed. And Evil's just about to. <laughs> just about to destroy them all because he's like, I'm tired of this bullshit. Right? And all of a sudden. Ooh! Evil just blows the fuck up. Oh, shit. What is happening? <laughs> and then that's when the Supreme Being shows up behind him. It's just a proper English gentleman in a suit. 
Oh, I really hate having to appear like that, but sometimes it's just necessary. <laughs> it was a good design, though, right? Evil? It's a good, de- it's a good concept. I just have to like, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and basically the next couple of minutes, just him walking around like, uh, you know, that shouldn't be. Mess. All right, well, you guys are forgiven. Just c- c- clean this all up Stop. if you could. Just put it back the way it and was. And Kevin's just like, so all those people died just because you want to see what would happen? <laughs> Why would you even want to have evil? Uh, something about free will. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, supreme being. I take this guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, basically, his free being's like, all right, I'm going back. Do you guys want jobs at uh, reduced pay? You can and... have your jobs back at reduced pay, redacted back to the beginning of time. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, what, what about the kid? Oh no, he's got to he's got to stay here. You know, fight the good fight or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they leave. And Kevin's left behind. And there's one morsel of evil left behind. <gasps> and it starts smoking and filling up the room. <coughs> Don't leave me. No, come back. <coughs> and then. Then he wakes up in bed. Whew. It's a hell of a dream. But he's still oh. wearing his satchel. <coughs> It's true, he's still surrounded by smoke. Yeah, and that's when the fire department busts down the door and saves him. (laughs) And then they get outside and realize the firefighter, Sean Connery? It is! And we hear his parents, you should have gone back in, you should have gone back in! For the toaster. For the toaster? What about my dishes? If you were half a man, you would have brought out the, you would have brought out the dishwasher. So the so Kevin's realizing his parents don't give a fuck about him. Oh, they were yeah. trying to save the appliances. They they go, oh well, at least we were. Able- oh no, the, so the uh, the firefighters come out and they go, this is what caused the fire. You left Sunday's roasting, but it's Tuesday, oh, yeah, and it's rude. a um, toaster oven. Yeah, and they open up the door. And it's the piece of evil. <gasps> Kevin recognizes it. Mom, Dad, don't, don't touch, touch it. it. And of course they both touch it and blow the fuck up. Fucking explode. In front of everyone, all the neighbors, everything. Yep. And so at, right after they explode, Sean Connery winks at him and drives the fuck away. Yep. Kevin is an orphan. You know what that means? Roll, Roll credits. credits. <laughs> oh, and then as the credits are rolling... Everything's rolled up in a map and taken off screen, mm. and you're listening to a George Harrison song. Yeah. What the fuck is this movie, babe? This is the best movie. <laughs> this is the best kids movie. Everybody needs to show this to their kids. <laughs> Shit is crazy. <laughs> you would have fucking loved this movie as a kid. Oh, at ten-year-old Steve. You know what? I, I'll admit, I'll say right now, I kind of like this movie. This movie is it's fucking nuts. It's crazy, and but it's like. It works. All yeah. the care, all it plays within the rules of its own universe, which is a problem I have with a lot of these movies that we consider bad. Is like Harry Potter is a beautiful example of a movie like this. You set up rules for the universe, and they can do bad shit, crazy things like walk upside down on the walls as long as they play within the rules of the universe. Yeah, I dig it. Well, on that note, <gasps> we're gonna take a quick commercial break. What? And when we come back, <gasps> we have fun facts. What? More beer. <gasps> And what we learn from Time Bandits. Ah! 
Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we, I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah, where can they find us? Patrick. Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't the same. You tried. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to everything I learned from movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those were the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. I agree. They get better every week. Ooh, I need to cool down after listening to all that hot shit. Oh, man. What do you so, got, babe? I'm a little overstimulated. In that note, <laughs> we have this Juice Haze Bro IPA from Benoit Casper in Richmond, California. Ooh, that's one of those hazy New England IPAs I it keep hearing is. about. It is. Yes. Apparently, they're supposed to be very juicy as opposed to very piney or dank. 
Mm. Mm, yeah, this is 6.5% alcohol by volume. I'm going to pop my top. Oh, and by the way, we have this in a 32-ounce crowler. It's a giant can. A giant can. I'm going to pop my top. Oh, my top. Oh, that's full. I feel he's so full there. <laughs> pour the t- and pour. That is a nice, beautiful, cloudy beer. Ah, it's dripping down my leg. <laughs> oh my god, it's that's so good, cold. That's good, that's good. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to. No worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, nice white frothy head. Uh, it's straw color, but yeah, yeah definitely hazy. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of that hop haze. Ah, sorry. There yeah, the aroma. Definitely hoppy, but not in a piney yeah. way. Definitely more in like a, it's almost like an orange pith sort yeah, of Yeah, like citrusy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice brighter and lighter than you might expect. Mm-hmm. Steve's going in for the sip. We've got a white foamy head here on top. <gasps> oh, yeah. That's juicy. Yeah, it's definitely hoppy, but yeah, kind of in a, uh, like an orange peel sort of way. Yeah. It's delightful. That's really good. I, I like, like the juicy IPAs. This is a good way to go. Let's get out of the Simcoe realm, people. Let's let's get into more palatable beers. Right. Less cat piss in Cyprus. More delicious. That's right. <laughs> All right, babe. Yeah. Five million dollar budget. Woo! How much do you think it made in the US alone? Oh, I hope it's sixty million dollars. Pretty close. Forty two million just in the US. Good. Good. Right. I wonder. I wonder if this is on the BFI Top 100. Because it's got to be a British movie, right? Um, you know, the maybe. Monty, being the Monty Python guy. I'll have to look that up. Because, yeah, definitely. Hey, I, I loved it. I love this movie. This movie is great. See why I've been wanting to do this movie, save? Yeah. So this movie was batshit crazy. Um, apparently, when it was made in 1981, no studio wanted to make this movie. So executive producers George Harrison, yes, that George Harrison of the Beatles, <laughs> and uh, Dennis O'Brien mortgaged their office building in Cadogan Square to raise the five million dollars to make it. Uh, obviously, they got a nice chunk of change back on those profits. Yeah, I was yeah, but that yeah, that's cool. Uh, according to the DVD commentary, <gasps> Terry Gilliam, the director, shot the film in low camera angles throughout to give the audience the perception of a dwarf or a child. Aww, that makes sense. Um, it was actually Sir Sean Connery's idea for Agamemnon to do magic tricks for Kevin. Hey! Apparently he had that uh, trick up his sleeve to pick up the ladies and <laughs> wanted to uh, bring that out, I guess. Uh, executive producer George Harrison was frustrated with director Terry Gilliam's stubbornness, as evident to the lyrics to Harrison's song Dream Away. Okay, we'll have to check those out. Uh, Harrison even told Gilliam he reminded him of John Lennon because he was so difficult and, quote, Bullshit, whatever that means. Uh, it was the thing that Gilliam was most proud of that Harrison ever said to him. Wait, what? Yeah, okay. Apparently, Gilliam was proud that he was difficult and bullshit. Hmm. <laughs> or maybe he just <laughs> only heard the part like, "You remind me of John Lennon." Oh, thank you, because he was an absolute asshole. Because <laughs> he was a dick. <laughs> ah, so um, I don't know if you already have this in your fun facts, but this is part of Terry Gilliam's trilogy of infir- uh, imagination. Uh, it goes Time Bandits, Brazil, and then Baron Munchausen. Oh. It's commentary on our awkwardly ordered society and the desire to escape it. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know that. I knew those were like his next two movies or whatever, but yeah, that's cool. 
Executive producer Dennis O'Brien was against the ending of Kevin's parents blowing up, and director <laughs> Terry Gilliam had to fight to keep it in the movie. O'Brien was only convinced that the violent ending could stay after an advanced screening of the movie was held for an audience full of children. The first child who was asked what his favorite moment of the movie was excitedly proclaimed the parents being blown up. <laughs> yeah. There you go. As a kid, watching terrible parents, because they are the worst parents, obviously. Yeah. Watching terrible parents blow up is fun. Also, we've already kind of proven in this movie that nobody's dead dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, like, it's not as big a consequence as it is in, like, I don't know, Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> After falling off Nakatomi Tower, he's not getting back up. <laughs> exactly. All right, babe. What did we learn from Time Pentits? Oh, my, I learned so many things. I learned that it doesn't matter the decade or the lifetime, but Pansy and Vincent will be together. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I learned that uh, Greece has the lowest standard of living in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Greece, lowest standard of living in Europe. <laughs> um, I also oh. learned many of the uh, great dictators and conquerors were under five foot. <laughs> Maybe five foot one. I learned that the universe was a rush job. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen platypus. <laughs> right. I learned you can end a children's movie with the parents dying at the end. I learned you can have a children's movie with an entire family being wiped out in one foul step. <laughs> <laughs> the blood likeness ended. Yeah. Steve, this movie has a fair amount of murder. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's a lot of people blowing up. And you know what? I'm okay with it. There's an entire society that's about to collapse. Greek society that's about to collapse. Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting for that crown to come back. <laughs> Uh, but yes, thank you for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoy our little little <laughs> idiocies about these wonderful movies. But yeah, uh, Time Bandits is awesome. Go I, watch Time Bandits, guys. I love this movie. I've loved this movie since I was a kid. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'd never really seen it, but I'm I'm liking it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram, all that shit at EILF Movies. That's everything I, I learned, learned from, from movies. movies. We're on Patreon, too, if you want to throw a few shekels our way. Mm -hmm. uh, spoiler alert, this month we'll have a Patreon-exclusive episode on another one of our uh, favorite fantasy movies involving what? little people. Willow! Willow! <laughs> Mad Mordigan! Mad Mordigan! <laughs> You want to hear that and more for just two dollars a month <laughs> steve make that voice for an hour <laughs> oh we know okay we hates it we did <laughs> wait wrong movie <laughs> wait wrong franchise <laughs> yeah also patreons get all kind of exclusive stuff we had a raffle earlier this month with yeah. some really cool stuff uh, All we kinds of stickers and stickers, just random pictures, pictures we'll draw for you. Yeah, we sent out buttons and magnets and bottle openers. We treat our people well, okay? We do. <laughs> don't don't listen to what Stork tells you. Don't settle for one of those podcasts where they just take your money and pretend you don't exist. Yeah, but yeah, and of course, if you do want to listen to good podcasts, check out the Castaway Network. All the homies there is hashtag castaways. Great podcasts all around. Yeah. Mostly about movies, but a lot of other stuff mixed in with it too, which is great. Oh yeah, there's geekery, there's weed reviews. I guess it's not really reviews. Well, weed but... reviews? <laughs> mm, there's there's a certain pod couple podcasts where 
<laughs> this peppercush is quite an excellent mouthfeel. Yeah. It's like what we do with the beer, but with weed. <laughs> Just drink shit tons of it and make up words? Yeah. 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 For shizzle. <laughs> Roads. Roods. <laughs> hey, quiet. <laughs> yeah. uh, but until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from, from Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. God, I love this movie. Right? Stick that portal over there. Yeah. <laughs>